Leslie Tesla is the founder and CEO of Honey, a beauty tools line centered on the belief that the first step to great skin is a great shave. Stay tuned as we discuss the brand's journey into Sephora, Leslie's journey to her no pressure philosophy and what's next for Honey. Hi everyone and welcome to Founder Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their paths to success, and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable and Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other. It can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you're an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome our guest for today, Leslie Tesla. She's the founder and CEO of the eco-conscious shaving brand, Hanny, focusing on single blade razors with hydrating pillows to transform the way we shave. After working in her dream job, but still finding herself feeling a bit lonely and anxious, Leslie booked a one-way ticket to Buenos Aires and rediscovered what it felt like to be happy. I love that she's incorporated this into the philosophy of Hanny and truly believe it's what sets it apart from the rest. Leslie has created a pampering experience akin to the barbershop visit out of what was once a chore for women and cemented the brand at the forefront of what is set to be a big category in beauty. With Leslie's industry veteran status from her roles at L'Oreal and Coty, and now at hand at Hanny, become the first razor brand to be carried at Sephora, she's showing no signs of slowing down. So Leslie, what an honor and Thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat. So I asked all my guests the same question. So here you go. Who in a nutshell is Leslie? Uh, I think that answer is changing daily, <laughs> probably by the second. But I think first and foremost, I am an entrepreneur, a mother, a wife, a friend, all of the things that, you know, I'm trying to balance and, um, you know, at least do somewhat of a decent job at. I am curious, um, first and foremost, I think that's behind sort of everything that, that drives me and passionate and excited in, in general about the future and the future of beauty and, um, and innovation. So, Oh, That's me. I love that. Great, <laughs> great answer. So I know, I know you grew up in, in, in New, in, were you in, in New, you in New Jersey, in New Jersey? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So New Jersey. And then, but you also lived in London. We, we spoke about some of the similar <laughs> yes. neighborhoods. So yep. tell us a bit about how it was like growing up in these places and also maybe your first introduction into beauty. Yeah. I think growing up as a uh, preteen teenager in New Jersey in the nineties, it was mall rat culture at, at its finest the best the best kids don't Literally. know what they're missing right I now I, I was just watching this like tiktoks of nostalgia like blockbusters and all this time i was like oh like being being raised in the 90s like i i'm so we're so lucky so, so lucky. lucky no mobile so lucky. phone none of that just like no, oh like i really I, I would go back in time and i, I would love that. such an amazing moment but yeah the continue. best i agree <laughs> um and you know i lived at the mall that was my happy place uh and it was the 90s and i lived at the mac store you know um under overplucking my brows and overlining my lips and doing all of the things as that, you should, I, as you should. Right. And I just remember it being a complete escape for me. And I always had this dream. I didn't know that I would go on to live in other places or do, but I just always had this vision of what I wanted my life to be. And these sort of alter egos and personalities that I felt like I could, you know, travel via, um, makeup and, and, and trends and all of those sorts of things. So I've always had a really exploratory relationship with beauty, um, skincare, makeup, all of the things since a very, very young age. I know. You, so you went to study business in Atlanta, Gosweta, how do you pronounce that? Yeah, I know. Even I struggle. Yep. You did a great job. Yeah. At Emory university. It's so funny because I was actually just about a month ago invited to go back to the business school and speak 
to the entrepreneurship class for my old dean. And it was so cool to be around. I called my husband. I said, we need to move to a college town because even though it's only 30 minutes away from where I live right now, it was just so, you know, I think now, especially now, everything feels heavy, right? And like, it's easy to feel get down and get in your rut. And like, I feel heavy every day. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of like this just feeling in your chest when you wake up and it's the state of the world. But when you're in a college town, there's just something magical about people sitting, you know, just observing people sitting at a cafe of different ages, grad students, undergrad, having interesting conversation, excitement about, you know, what was to come. And it was really you know, productive and opposing conversations that I feel like for some reason, once we leave that environment kind of tend to stop. And so I was just completely inspired. Um, and am now like a college town junkie now that I've gone back. I can't, I can't stop. I think it's an amazing energy that happens, um, when you're around people who are, who's, who are there to learn. Exactly. I, I think that's the thing. Right. Like, you know, we always echo ourselves like yeah. we're students of life. And it's like when you can like you're always learning at any point. But I was actually in the weekend uh a judge of this like at UCL at university here and like going back and the different side, like more on like the 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 teacher side. And it was so like nostalgic and I was like, oh, I kind of I don't miss the exam part, but I miss the, <laughs> the, the the learning part, the lectures. It was, it's, you know, it's an amazing experience. But so I know then you had an amazing like career stint in different places. Um, but yeah. I know a lot of that was also within um, Argentina because you went there on this like kind of like, idea. Like I'm going to learn Spanish. I'm going to go there for like just one way ticket. Ended up being, I love how I read online. It was like a 10 year uh, trip <laughs> that ended yeah. up being quite a, a very long, long time. Trip. So <laughs> tell us about kind of the work, but also the, the how was Buenos Aires? And do, are you now fluent in Spanish? I hope you are. Yes, 100% fluid. I, nice. Um, nice. We only speak Spanish in my house with my kids. So definitely oh. um, love the language and the culture. I just completely fell yes. in love. I'm a complete Argentine wannabe. Um, oh. So th- my story is basically, you know, I had worked in beauty in New York. I got my dream job out of college working at Ralph Lauren, you know, just like Rachel and friends. And it was everything I wanted. And I, you know, continued to sort of like tick things off my box. I was managing marketing at L'Oreal um, for Kerastase. And then I moved over to the dermatological skincare side with Dr. Dennis Gross. And, you know, all of these amazing things were happening in my life. And I was just not happy. I, I couldn't tell you why I was in the, you know, the best city in the world. I was in New York City. I was in my 20s. I had a great job, great friends, but uh, I was lonely and I was stressed and, I finally decided to do something about it, hence the one-way ticket to Buenos Aires. Um, you know, as you mentioned, it ended up being a much longer journey. And while I was there, I was consulting for. It started off with, you know, one or two beauty startups in Argentina, and then a few beauty startups in Brazil, mm-hmm. and sort of turned into this really, you know, interesting, interesting place where I could really look and see brands that were innovating with local ingredients and, you know, taking things from their culture and tradition, but also modern technology, you know, Brazil specifically, but I think all of Latin America is very beauty forward. Um, They're doing interesting things that probably, you know, don't get talked about enough. And so that was just a really great opportunity for me to sort of see beauty through another lens and sort of out of that hyper-focused, you know, um, machine that New York can kind of turn, at least turned me into. That's amazing. And then, so now I have to ask, so obviously I'm obsessed with your brand. It's so beautiful, but I would love to know, like, where did the first seeds to create, um, you know, the the business start? And I know it was probably the frustration in the fact that, you know, the single use plastics were wasting a lot of, when we think about the disposable shaving and razors and stuff, et cetera. But you know, that's always can be people's thought, but to do something about it takes a lot. So tell me. So yeah, it's it's funny. So, you know, I was working in, in several startups. I was traveling a lot. This is 2010. So I was traveling a lot um, to both Korea and Japan. I was spending a lot of time trend scouting, you know, my, my dream job essentially. Um, and in 2010, I was walking down the street in Tokyo and I saw a very traditional men's barber shop and a very chic woman sitting in like the corner window, having her face shaved with like the phone, you know, the, the, the soap and the brush. And the t- 
And this is kind of, uh, at least in my world, this was predating dermaplaning being sort of on the mainstream radar. You know, this is now 12 years ago. Um, I had never seen a woman have her face shaved or shave her face before. So I obviously, you know, ran in and pointed and ended up having my face shaved. And it was really that, you know, I don't have a ton of hair on my face, but I was just completely blown away by the exfoliating properties. And, you know, how I think they put some sort of hyaluronic serum on after. And as soon as they got all of that dead skin off, how the product seemed to penetrate so much more deeply and really have this sort of like instant plumping effect. That for me was what really um, set me down kind of like this rabbit hole of, wow, like not, not, not just facial shaving, but also the single blade and how amazing it was for my skin. And so at the same time, I had been gifted an old fashioned men's safety razor from uh, my grandfather. And I had begun to fiddle with it. It was very intimidating to me. It's sort of, I don't know if you've ever used one before, but they're like these three pieces that, you know, uh, you yeah. kind of untwist and then you have to I cut myself on the blades and it was kind of a mess. And so I'm about to say they're like dangerous to even just what fiddle with, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of handling of the blade, mm. which for me as a, as a user was sort of a turnoff in and of itself. Like I couldn't get past that point to actually see if the product was beneficial to me. Yeah. And so, um, what I, you know, was still just kind of like hooked on this idea of a single blade, um, I had, you know, fiddled with these um, safety razors for my legs and did find that, um, you know, me personally, I have highly reactive, highly sensitive skin. And so shaving has always been an issue for me. It's always, you know, shaving with plastic razors, always left my skin with inburns, incrones, razor burn, all of these things that I think a lot of people just accept as part of their skin because we've never been given anything better. And so I went to New York and I teamed up with uh, Prime Studios, so the industrial design studio behind the Harry's razor. They go very narrow yeah. in technically technical in the shave space. And yeah. the original idea for Hanny was actually going to be um, one handle with two heads, one for the face and one for the body. Uh-huh. And we found out very quickly that from a technical design point, standpoint, it just wasn't possible. Um, so we decided to launch with body. Um, and you know, obviously aside from the fact that I was looking for a better solution that I was looking for, not only a razor and something that could give me an irritation and sort of smooth free shave, but I was also at the time actively looking for ways to, to, to live more sustainably and to swap out and, you know, make, make better choices buying less, but buying better, trying to use less plastic. I'm by no means perfect, not even close. Um, And I also, like a lot of people, wanted to do better for the environment, but also wasn't necessarily ready to compromise on efficacy or, you know, even, you know, sort of the aesthetic. Like I wanted the experience and I also wanted it to be Mm -hmm. something that I could feel better about using. And so I think being able to create a product that has no plastic in it, you know, that gives a shave that is so close to the skin. I mean, it's, I think people are consistently just kind of like wowed by the product because we haven't ever seen, like I always say women, especially, you know, we don't, we never knew what it was to have a proper shave, right? Like men can go into a barbershop and do the whole thing with hot towel and so pampering and it's amazing. And what they put on, you know, they, they, they live that. And for us, it's always been, I have to get in the shower or, um, yeah. through like the gaze of someone else, like it's a chore, but it's also something that like, oh, I have a date, so I have to shave my legs or, you know, all about kind of like looking sexy for someone else. When like in reality, I wanted to take care of my skin and, you know, feel the best in my skin, you know, as I, as, as good as I could. And that's really what the, 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 the force behind Hanny is. Right. It's not about shaving, like whether or not you shave is 1000% your choice. But if you're going to shave, shave with a quality tool exactly. that leaves your skin in great shape. And you, know. you feel good about how it's being you know, produced and how you're using it and consuming it, you know, not just throwing exactly. it away after two uses or one use. And, and that's, I think, yeah. um, I think though, there's a lot of people who still do that, but it's just because they haven't had either in close proximity to themselves or awareness of a product that they could migrate to, right? And often because there hasn't been 
many brands in this space. Um, and, and, and generally the, the, the big giants are not innovating enough in that space, or at least not out of men, right? Because it's, it's predominantly geared, like Gillette and all these people are just gearing to look at all the ads. It's just the typical same shape and same face of person, you know? Um, yeah. And that's a big frustration, I think, in the industry that I'm so glad, you know, yourself is really spearheading the change and being the first brand. So you, you guys, you're the first brand at Sephora, the like Razor brand at Sephora. Yes, um, we are. So I was... Yeah, it's 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 been a whirlwind. So basically, we launched. We're we're still a baby brand, right? We launched a year and a half ago, so May of twenty twenty one. You know, that's actually the same time we launched. Like, oh the no same way! Date. We share in a Sephora birthday. as well. And we say, and like, um, yeah, like born in the pandemic kind of thing. I, I say, well, we weren't born, but we were kind of um, conceived in the pandemic, right? Because you beat. So you did you launch in May of twenty twenty one? D2C and Sephora at the same time? Yeah, D2C and Sephora. It was online oh, wow. and in-store, but we were online. Like It was like three weeks. So it was like April 28th or something online. And then May 15th, May 30th or something, May 20th in-store. Oh, on then, Sephora, right. On Sephora. And D2C also same day, like uh, in April, end of April, end of early May. Like it was like the same day. Right. So we, we launched in both, but it was kind of like purely more online and D2C because obviously the clothes were kind of, the stores were kind of clothes and stuff. So Right. So we yeah. launched in May of 2021 just with our D2C. own yeah. D2C. Um, and then Sephora, thankfully, came calling pretty, pretty soon thereafter. Um, Amazing. I think they were excited about a new, um, you know, a new category. And also I personally connected with um, – one of their heads of skincare merchandising because she hadn't been able to shave in a very long time due to irritation and all of that. She'd been epilating and using, you know, things that weren't, um, didn't give an ideal result, but really just to avoid irritation. And so she had personally tried the product and loved it. And so really championed for us to come in to Sephora, you know, so early on. So, so grateful for, for, for that relationship. And we launched in Sephora in May of 2020, of this year, 2022. So it's been kind of fast and furious since launch and we're learning and we're growing and, you know, it's a really interesting journey to be, um, a new category at Sephora. And I often, you know, my background is in hair care, so yeah, exactly. uh, I often liken it to hair care at Sephora five to 10 years ago. You know, it was yeah. sort of the new thing coming and it wasn't hugely, you know, there, were, there weren't a lot of players in the, in the space, no. especially at Sephora. And so I just think it's really interesting to be able to see other categories that they've launched successfully. Yeah. Like this is a big category, like sexual wellness is like with more and stuff. There's a few yeah. brands coming out and even like within categories that are existing new pillars like i mean for example we're the first ayurvedic brand at sephora and i think that's quite cool to see like now there's a new skincare ayurvedic brand in ranavat and there's like a few more coming i think so it's cool to like just kind of um have them really be open to new categories but realizing the segment we're targeting isn't what they thought the consumer would be like it's it's a certain niche but it's for all right that's like the yeah, way we absolutely. have to like um narrow it and then most people would really resonate with them. It's just maybe there hasn't been a brand that's spoken for all. Um, and I think that's what Hani does so well. I, I wanted to ask actually before we go further into it is how did the name uh, come to be? So, um, you know, a big part of this brand that I'm sure we'll talk about later is, you know, was based on sort of my journey of, you know, burnout, mm. going to a new place, which, you know, it obviously doesn't take a journey to the other side of the world. It was just my personal experience of realizing that um, it doesn't, it takes a lot less for me to be happy. Um, and then I kind of like cancel out all the noise, but even still, you know, I spent those 10 years in, in Argentina and I was having, you know, I had three children there and mm-hmm. I was working and I just always felt like the messaging, I, I just always felt kind of like I wasn't doing enough. Even though I tried, it was conscious. And I said, you know, let it go, focus on being happy. It's just, it's so pervasive, this messaging of like, be a boss. And I know, you know, not a girl boss, whatever that's, but be a boss and do this. And also Mm. have four kids and look like this. And also like self care is really important. And you should be getting eight hours of, and I was just like, who is this woman or this person that's able to do all that? Because it wasn't me. Um, And I think when I created this, 
brand, you know, we were able to trademark the phrase no pressure um, in the shaving space. And obviously it has a dual meaning, but, you know, because when you use our razor because it's weighted, you don't apply any pressure. But obviously a much more sort of more important message to me was, you know, if we kind of pull the veil back a little bit and can have these conversations of that, yes, it might look like everyone, people are doing it all or having it all, but everyone's struggling just as much as you are. And I think those important conversations that we try to facilitate and try to be a part of, um, you know, that's kind of like the world that I would like to create for my daughters. And so Hanny was named after my youngest daughter, whose name is Hannah. Hmm. Long-winded answer to that question, but yes, that's where that's where the name comes. Uh, A funny little story about that is I have an older daughter named Mila, and when I started out on the path, I said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna like make this brand, and I'm gonna use your name." And I when I went to try to trademark because of Miel and Honey and Beauty, it's impossible to trademark anything like close to Mila. So then I had to say, like, remember how I told you I was gonna start that? (laughs) Just kidding. Now I'm giving it to your younger sister, but I promise one day. I will That'll start be another, another category. brand and exactly. it's all you. So funny. Oh, that's the cutest. I love, I love, because like, even like all, when you were saying the story, my brain was like firing with like, wait, she said like, happy, honey, happy. Then it was like, ha- like, there are so many things that I could have like, it just it connects to so many words, but then this, to know also the story of Hannah, it's like, that's really beautiful. But it's such a, like, I call it like the Uber world, right? Like, it's like, it can become a, a verb like I'm gonna honey tonight like it's you know like it's I love it it's such a good name and we always talk about it as a verb yeah because you know we're, we're we have the first product that lets people shave out of the shower which for women yeah. is huge right we've always had to go in the shower so we always say mm. like you know honey wear honey time like you yeah, know, I love that. And we get these, we get these, uh, my friends call me and they're like, are these reviews paid? And I'm like, no, we have these <laughs> fans that are like, I like to, um, you know, what, is, what do they say? Like Hanny and chill, Hanny and Netflix. Like, yeah, they, Netflix they, and they sit on their, ne- yeah, Netflix and Hanny. I can't remember. I'm like dating myself, but <laughs> they sit on the couch and watch like Bachelor in Paradise and Hanny as a verb. And I was just like, this is a rush. This is a rush to me that people I... are using this product and these kind it's of like ways way. when you have such a good name you can really like just make such a good um words with it. but i also love like on your um your instagram like you have like chief smooth operator that's so <laughs> i was like this is so fun i loved it um i mean I, you can't take yourselves too seriously right you cannot you better, and you've got to enjoy the journey because um and the way to do that is just have fun um but also like that connects with so many more people right that's why and that's as a founder-led business we can do that there's less like uh, layers and accountability and uh, presidents that will be like, but we don't work like that. We can't say that. It's like, no, we can do what we right. want. And that's yeah, the beauty totally. of it. Um, but I would love to know a little bit about, so if you can like kind of paint us a little bit about the current product portfolio. So apart from obviously the razors, um, what else do you have that people can buy right now on Honey? Yes. So I have always said since, you know, we launched this brand that we are by no means a shaving brand. Yes, we launched with a very sort of targeted um, approach to shaving. But what we do as a company and as a brand is really look to these sort of, I don't want to say beauty adjacent, but I want to like these non-sexy beauty categories, right? Like shaving. And we elevate in them by combining, right? Like some kind of incredible tool that people haven't used before and highly, highly innovative formulations, right? And I think yeah. the synergy of that is what really sets us apart and um, you know, a- allows us to connect with so many customers. And so in the vein of that, we, you know, we just launched this product. This is called Water Balm. Yeah. <gasps> Everything we launch is new to market. So it is a it is such a headache for my my product development Anne is the best. We used to work together at L'Oreal. She's incredible. She's a oh. genius, but she's like ready to, you know, when you're developing products that don't have benchmarks. Yeah. It's a nightmare. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's, ex- it's, it's amazing. And it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. That's why you do it's it. It's a nightmare. But it's a, yeah, exactly it's a when you're in the thick of it. So anyways, this is like, for example, this is a hydrator. So it's like a lotion, right? Um, it's completely customizable, but can you see it's a spray that feels like water on your skin? Yeah. So it's completely feather light. You can customize it. Like one spray is like a lotion, two sprays is like a cream, three sprays is like a balm. 
Um, and so the idea and the plan for this year is that we are launching a few other really highly innovative products to round out the body care yeah. uh, collection. And then we're going into some exciting new categories and seeing what else we can, what else we can elevate. Cause I think when you look at them, there's so many things that yes, of course the typical categories are saturated, but there's so many opportunities to do things better. And that's what I'm really looking forward to being able to push ourselves and explore. And yes, the shaving offering is amazing. The body care offering is incredible. Um, but we've got a lot more cooking uh, on the back burners right now in terms of new categories we'll be entering. Oh, it's so exciting. And I, mean, I love the fact that now people can can see the journey, not only via obviously your website, but also like Sephora now, because that's a great gateway just to get people to, you know, who doesn't love Sephora? It's like the mecca of beauty. The best. So exciting. It's the best. There's so nothing I'm so, else like it. So excited for that. I, I do want to talk a little bit about the, um, you mentioned it earlier, and we said we'll touch on it a bit later, but like um, the moments of burnout. I mean, this is, I think, a very like, you know, it's a very bit more of a vulnerable conversation, but I think it's a very important conversation because Absolutely. Uh, especially as founders, but not even during our founder days, it might, you know, this was probably earlier. It's so common throughout your life in different phases to have this roller coaster journey of emotions. And it can be based on things we can control, we can't control, but we have some power to potentially change our mindset or our surroundings if we are aware. Um, would love to just explain a bit more about that, maybe like ways you helped you cope with that. I am, I always think I'm the worst person to ask because I would love to say that I cope better. Mm. And I think I do cope better than I did. But yeah. this is an ongoing. We're talking right now, and I'm in the right middle now. of fundraising. Yeah, and, oh, I can imagine. You know, that's already it's <laughs> super high stress. And yeah. now I've got. Thankfully, I have a really supportive family and husband who's like, you know, bringing me back off the off the ledge every you know every week when it's you're in this constant state of of, of very heightened pressure. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting to see how. You are like, you know, I came from a very high pressure situation that wasn't good for my mind, my body. It was physically ill. And how quickly when I took myself out of that situation, I was able to reverse all of those things physically, mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, very quickly. Yeah, And that's great. It, it taught me a lot of important things, but it's like, those are kind of two extremes, right? I can yeah. go to a place where, you know, I wasn't you know, working full time, I had the luxury of being able to do that in a foreign country. And so yeah, I was able to really relax and focus on being happy. Now that I'm back in the yeah. US, launching this business, what I'm aiming to do every day is reach a place that's sort of in the middle, right? I can't block out all the stress. I can't, I can't protect myself from it. Um, I also don't have as much time as I did before to be taking Pilates classes and doing all of these things that, that, that helped. Um, I see a lot of people talking about kind of mindfulness and journaling and mm -hmm. to be quite honest, those don't, they're just not a practical part of my lifestyle right now. Like I'm up at six o'clock with my kids throwing peanut butter and jelly sandwiches together, like trying to just get through a lot of the days. And so what I do find is that um, going outside for small periods of time. Like I just take myself out of this office. I go outside, I breathe. Um, I read this in a book and um, it, I've always kind of looked back on this as like, imagine myself on my deathbed, right? Mm. These are not going to be the things that I remember. It's like trying to put things in perspective. Like what I'll remember like right now at this particular moment in time where I'm stressed out about fundraising, what I'll remember is the journey of starting this brand. And the fact that I'm able to be out there fundraising is a luxury and a gift. Yeah. And, you know, all of the hard work that I've put into it up until this point has allowed me to be in this position. And so I think framing it a little bit differently for me, I get very caught up. I'm type A, I, I, I get in my head. And I think the thing that works for me is taking myself out of it for a second and trying to look at it with a little bit of perspective. And for some reason, this, when you're 90 years old, looking back on it, uh, is something that really just resonates with me. And I think, okay, this isn't it. This is a 
teeny blip in the story. This is not the end all be all. Either result will you'll be fine. Like whatever the outcome, you'll figure it out. And so I think those are the conversations that I have with myself daily, hourly. <laughs> I'm like this this podcast is is coming at a very unique time because it just happens to be a, a particularly high stress sort of time period for me. And um I, but I think it's 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 good to talk about that, you know. Like I'm stressed out right now, and I'm doing everything I can to again look at it with perspective. But I'm still stressed out, and you know what? You see all these founders, and 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 they're always in Greece on a boat, or you know. And I'm just like, I'm not on a boat in Greece. I'm down here like knocking on doors, trying to get some money for my business, and. Yeah. You know, it's important to show both sides. And this is a, an honest truth about what it looks like to be a business owner and a founder at this time. It's stressful. Yeah. It's, and it's amazing. And it's a roller coaster. And like you're high, you're low, all the things. But yeah. this, is, this is important, I think, to, to share. And I think the one thing I want to add to that as well, like I'm going to ask you another question after that. And I think you'll, I know your answer is, but would you change it? That's the question. And you would say probably no, right? Like it's, it's worth this moment because what you're building is you can see where it's going right I wouldn't change it for anything and I think about also look at how far we've come right like you can walk into Sephora like you're in Sephora right like that's a big deal that is a huge deal and also you're making organic reviews of people that are really finding your products essential for them now and life-changing I mean in a way like you know it's really changing people's the way they do things. And that's, that's, that's a gift. Who are we to take that away? If we've started it, we've got to continue it. And just uh, hopefully more people can enjoy that. And I think it's really important what you, you know, it's, it's, to be fair, I love the vulnerability of just being like, this is where I'm at right now. You're probably, you know, this is going to be a re- repeating cycle and building something. There's always some yeah. moments of stress. I can tell you like, Absolutely. I'm in the same mind space, but I think I'm always in this mind space. So every time I get asked, I'm like, <laughs> I'm always like this, but at the same time, um, it's, it's, you, you answered it so articulately because it's like that honesty of like, like, I don't know, but this is how I'm doing it, but I still don't know, but I do know, like, you know, it, it's exactly that. It's not meant to make sense. It's just meant to be constant communication with yourself, constant ways to find yourself grounded, rebalance yourself, rebalance your mind and know that. Every decision we make in our business and in anything we do, whether you create something, you don't create something, you stay in a company, you work for a company, you quit, you get a new job, there's always a pro and there's always a con. And I always tell myself, like, that just calms me down to be like, there's no right decision, there's just a decision. And then every, te- every step of the founder journey, there's a little bit more of these and other jobs, but you have to make consistently every day, new, new, every hour, new decisions. So it's just, just going with that flow and it's very important. Very, very important. And taking the pressure off a little to your point, right? It's yep. at the end of the day, you've got to keep moving forward. And exactly. that's, at the, that's what you do. You wake up yeah, and you go. And you go I, and surround yourself by, look, I surround myself with my team. They're my best friends. And I think like seeing them excited and, and most of the time they're not as stressed as, as the founders, of course, because it's more in our, <laughs> our head, but seeing them like just get excited, this and that, like that kind of makes me feel less alone. And, and I think the team is a big fa- like factor of it because of course you have like your friends, your family, this and that, and they can like take your mind off it and it's good to get escapism. And they'll also tell you like, don't worry, don't stress. But when it's your team, they really, they get it as well because they're closest to it than anyone, but they're also like removed from it in one way so they can give you that kind of, like kind of like comfort. Uh, I've only recently, I mean, now we're, we're 40 people, so it's a big team currently, but I'm really starting to like, yeah, like um, my best friends are my team now. It's really odd. It's like, and they've always been, don't get me wrong, but it's like even more now I need, I rather hang out with them. Like I'm like, I'm like, guys, should we go for dinner? I'll pay. <laughs> like, I'll, 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 like, come escape room. I'll pay for it <laughs> like, on the company. But yeah, it's just, it's my, I'm the, it's, I've become the beneficiary of that, right? As a founder. I think it's, and that's why I actually um, want to travel less and just be more with them. It's very important. Yeah. I mean, I've always said it from the beginning, my team is much smaller than yours. Um, but, you know, I have two former coworkers from L'Oreal, former coworkers and friends um and i am in awe we have a small team but a mighty team of just badass women it just so happens to be all made up of women at this moment and 
every single one of them is an absolute expert. They're not just an expert in silo, but a, an amazing collaborator and also incredibly skilled. And it, it's, it's, it's a lot on them right now because we're at the place where everyone has to be strategic and executional. Everyone, you know, it's a small startup. We're at this very important inflection point. And I just, when I look at my team, that grounds me. And I think, I don't, honestly, I don't know how I, how they're here with me right now. They could all be making 10 times as much with the, the, the experience that they have and the amazing, you know, just how incredible they are. But I'm not questioning it. I'm just th- thankful. Oh, I, I, I can understand it. it from. A, I'll tell you from an outsider's perspective. There's you, which are, who are who is incredible. I can tell you just from the energy. Number one, but that I know, and hopefully you know. But two is the brand as well. It's so exciting. So for me, I'm like, uh, why would they work for L'Oreal? Like they should work for like I would. But then I think like we as founders doubt that. We're like always like why? I'm and that's I think that's that's good to have because it keeps us like. Um, Never like it keeps us really humbled and grateful every single day um, that we have that. But as an outsider, I, I'm like, no, no, I would if I wasn't building Fable, like I would work for companies like you because <laughs> I've done it. I mean, I worked at Estee, I worked at Dior, I worked in these big conglomerates, and I, I was a great school at that time in my life. Absolutely. Now it's like when I think when you've done that for a while, you're looking for something a bit more closer, reasonable, um, uh, meaningful, sorry, and something you can get your hands in a bit more and see yeah, the absolutely. future. So it's very exciting. Uh, and then eventually they'll end up, maybe get acquired and go into this conglomerate again, right? There's a whole right. <laughs> sick cycle of this whole thing that we kind of... I know, you ourselves. can't escape it. You, you can't, can't escape, escape it. it. So I'm always like, uh, I love L'Oreal, Estee Lauder, like never. I mean, I, I, I do. Of course I do. I've worked right. in them. Yeah, I still absolutely. work with them. But at the same time, I think there's moments of people's life when you work in an industry where you can like, don't be afraid to like escape into something that might not be a people think of them as career series that i would relook at it like career like maybe like it could just completely change your career for the better you know so yeah i think that's really exciting to know so before we go into fire and questions i have a sort of desert island situation but obviously like um okay assuming that your razor is coming with you but if you're going to take one other honey product that you have what would be your go-to that you would bring with you on a desert island okay i think it would have to be, ah, I'm like looking at the lineup right now because they're all I know, it's so mean. like it's my so babies. Mean. Um, but I think, right, if I'm on a desert island and my skin is dry and salty yeah. and, you know, I, I think I'm definitely grabbing for this water balm because water, I can yeah. customize it completely to whatever I need, you know. Oh. So, yeah, I'm taking water balm with me. Sorry. Love I feel it. like I'm nice. hurting my other children. <laughs> oh, must. no. I, it's my fault. I'm being strict, but yeah. <laughs> so now fire around questions. This is the first thing that comes to your mind. So the first question Gosh. is, what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving right now? Say. Say it's, beauty. It's, I, say it comes Does everyone say lot. that? It, it's, it's so fun. I'm like, I need to just do like a, I had a podcast before this and they said say. And Lainey is one of my closest friends in the, in the beauty industry. And she was actually my first ever recording um like no podcast yeah and um uh we would part this everybody campaign just now and she's just yeah. such a powerhouse visionary um and the brand the products i she i started to wear like makeup and stuff just for like events and stuff like just under the eyes yeah. with only say so she got me into this category um and that's amazing right to change people incredible no i am such yeah. a fan of their products and their brand and i just think it's definitely, you know, a brand that I look up to and, uh, you know, mm. I, I look up to Lainey and I look up to, she doesn't know me. So she's like, who is this, you know, <laughs> rando that's like, I look up to you, but I do as a founder, for sure. I think, um, oh, the brand, I'm going to, I'm going to message her after and I'll connect you guys to you must make, make must meet uh, each other, but I'll, I'll message her after and say today I had two podcasts recorded and both of them said that they're the brand. That's, I mean, that's incredible. Happy. They're a young brand. Yeah. Like that really is a that is to what they've built. It's, in such a short um, period of time. No, it's it's crazy. It's so cool. Um, yeah. My next question is, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? Reality TV. The well, my next question better. is, what are you currently watching? Is that some reality? Or what are you reading and watching? Yeah. Okay, so um, right now what I'm watching is a few things. Love is Blind. Um, yeah. Do you watch that? It's. I saw the guy with of, the tears. That's so funny. Oh, my God. It was so bad. And, it's so um, funny. Um, what else am I watching? The Real Housewives of um, Beverly Hills that just finished. Um, what 
else? Uh, yeah, that's kind of um, main things. What's what's been in 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 my rotation right now? Um, and as far as books go, a, a book I love, for example, is called The Surrender Project. I don't know if you've ever. No. It's all about letting go of what you can control uh, or what you can't control, and really just giving into the energy and um, letting it kind of take you, um, take you away. Uh, but recently I've really just wanted to like get out of my head and read, like, even though I'm not on a beach, sort of like easy escapism kind of mm. books that are just letting me float places in my imagination. So Amazing. yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, my next question is, do you have like a favorite social media platform right now? I would love to be able to say uh, something interesting, like yeah. real or, yeah. you know, I'm not on it. Um, I think I probably date myself um, in saying that like TikTok is the place I'm spending the most time right now as a cultural observer. Yeah. Not as an active participant. But yeah. what I will say is that like, I'm honestly not an active participant in social media in general. And it's something that, you know, I'm constantly challenged on by my team, you know, to have more of a social media presence and, and, mm. and, and sort of put more of myself out there. But at the end of the day, I think there's a the happy medium to be reached, but yeah. it's also about like this brand is all about, and I'm all about, you know, as authenticity. And like, if it's not something for me that I um, feel is necessary and like feel is, you know, I, I just don't feel that comfortable with it. I'm also not going to force myself. And exactly. that might be at the detriment to, um, that might be at the detriment to, um, the brand to a certain degree, but I think you have to respect yourself. And I am obsessed with voyeurism on social media, yeah. right? Like I'm on the platforms all the time. That might be even yeah. worse because I'm just not sharing, but I am, I feel like I can't keep up to be honest. Like I'm yeah. 41 years old pr and proud and um, it's a lot right now, you know, yeah. like I feel like the platforms are evolving even quicker than like experts in the platforms themselves can keep up. Yeah. So it definitely feels like a little bit of an exercise in futility. And I try to keep people around me that know the ins and outs of social media a lot better than I do. Wait, can we take that out? That was terrible. I was just like yeah. rambling that whole thing. No, it was. I actually really liked it. Um, you did? No, okay, because I'm, I liked like, I'm it. old and I basically don't know anything no, about social media. No, honestly, like it's not even about like, oh, I generally am like, everything you said, I, I'm 29 soon and I'm like, I feel the same way. Like, it's just like. You do? I, oh, that makes yeah. me feel better. I, and, you know, bearing in mind, like I looked after social media for Estee Lauder. Do you, I, that was my job, right? Looking after globally these accounts. I was on it as a brand expert I was an influencer back in the day like doing the paid stuff and yeah. I've just gone like and obviously now my priorities have shifted completely having a brand you know what it's like with as a founder like the last thing in my brain is social media I'm like I have freight and this and this like so many yeah, things in my yeah, brain yeah, yeah. um the last thing is that uh fundraising piano all that stuff but generally speaking um yeah I'm just like mm, like I like it but like I I'm like consumer of certain things for trends but I'm also like Every day I change my mind on social media. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know if I like it or not. It's like, um, it's yeah. there. I've got to play with it. It's there. Yeah. And I think it is a powerful tool and shifting, yeah. you know, constantly, which keeps me on my toes, quite honestly, mm. as a founder. I think, yeah. you know, the, the, the velocity at which things are evolving right now it's crazy. is, it's crazy and it's overwhelming and it's hard to keep up with, but it also keeps things super interesting. There is no, nothing yeah, stagnant about, you know, the, the the place that we're in right now, especially from like a social perspective. So I am definitely overwhelmed by it and in above my head, but I'm I'm there for it. I'm I'm, I'm learning. No, I love and open, that. No. So. no, thanks for your honesty there, like, and, and, and yeah. not a very true answer to many. I think so. That's true. So, so it's a good word. Uh, my <laughs> okay. next question, though, is: Do you have a favorite quote or something that you keep close to you, your heart? I think the thing that I repeat to myself the most is don't let perfection be the enemy of good. Mm. Um, yeah. I tend to get very wrapped up in minutiae. Uh, if I don't like consciously take myself out of it, I am such a perfectionist. I think a lot of times I am tempted not to hit play, not to hit live mm. because it's not exactly as I want it. 
Oh, I'm and, the same. Um, this is the same. Right? It's like I am just I, – I'm, 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 I'm crazy. It, it, none of it's founded. It's just like, you know, I'll see this product and I'll say, oh, this this pink is not <sighs> the – you know, and it's I like know. things that – Yes, they and might it's not so hard as a founder, ideal. right, to let it go and be like, oh, like it's so easy to be like, oh, let me send it to me. I'll, I'll re-edit a few slides of that PowerPoint. Well, I'll, I'll need to just do some changes. But you know, as you grow, you're going to be like, oh, okay, it's fine. You have to learn You've to, got to, learn to let, let some it of it go and let, and let it, it be. be, and also like yeah. let it out into the universe. And see yeah, what happens, and then ideate. Like nothing is final. And, and it's co-creating all... with other eyes is actually the best, beautiful oh, thing. Yes. Otherwise. We actually find people find beauty in different things that we see, and we don't see it always as ourselves. But I'm the same as you. The only reason I'm getting better at it is just because I really don't have time, like as you right now. Like, I mean, you have other things right, in your brain, right. you're like, okay, fine, just go. It's not what I want, but there's no time deadline sticking, let's go. But as you do more of that and you realize, hang on, no one really noticed the difference, or all right, that, like, there was actually people loved it. And you start learning, like, all right, it's better to just yeah. be less perfect. So that's a very good quote. I love that quote. Yeah, yeah that is definitely. One. Always present, always present in my mind. <laughs> and my last question now is, if okay. you weren't a beauty entrepreneur right now, what would Leslie be currently doing? A great question. And one that you pro- I probably don't ask myself ever just because and I, I can't. And I want you you're so deep in going, it that you can't exactly. imagine. And I want and you later you, to keep on reminding yourself this because there's always reinvention in life and trying new things. And you've done this. Absolutely. I mean, you've done so many different things in your career. But yeah, what would you be doing currently if you, do, if you had the choice to just another multiverse of you? Right? Yeah. I think it's interesting as I've gotten older, um, I've gotten a lot more empathetic, I think, mm-hmm. in my 20s and even my 30s uh, early on. I was so career focused that I had blinders on and it was like goal, achieve, check. It was very linear. Right. Mm. And, um, I've never done anything professionally. Uh, I was just talking about this with my husband that has been solely based on helping. Yeah. Making some, making something better that really has no direct necessarily direct effect on me And so I think for my next, whatever it might be, um, you know, there are a lot of places where I think I could, I could help and I could, you know, there's so many causes now that are near and dear to my heart Mm -hmm. that I've become more involved with that I think, you know, as a volunteer or, you know, a partner, you can go to a certain extent, um, but that I would love to be able to, to take further, especially when it comes to animals and children. So, you know, the crazy thing is, is like on that thing, like, so I'm, I kind of like call myself founder of two things. So like uh, two years ago, again, with the company, I founded a charity with my sister. It's called the Fable Fund. It's it's good to wildlife conservation. So tigers and big cats around the world predominantly. And um, two things on that. And I think there's something like maybe in the future you should like, you know, I can always share notes as well. But like, A, like we might not. Like I selfishly am really like excited about this journey because I'm become the beneficiary by giving. Like you know, yeah. that's just I get the joy when I see the animals thriving or I see the local villages uh, like you know better off. And I think there's this like trend of like we need to create businesses and stuff, which is important. We need to make money. Like every time I want to do anything, the cheetah collar is like thirty thousand dollars and this. It's like I need right. funds. But at the same time, founding your own charity or small thing or working with one. I think it's essential for us to give us that grounding, give us that kind of like, okay, this is our purpose. This is why we're doing all of this. I think it can exist in real time of creating your own business. I think a lot of people don't do it yet. So I would encourage next year or like the end of the year is now coming up. Think about like, what is that going to be? Because that could like be so helpful. Honestly, I just went to India just now and I did like an India trip like for work. And I went four days to the Tiger Safari, did some filming, did some documentary. I did some donations. And that was my highlight of the last couple of weeks. And it got me yeah. so like, like out of this, like, why am I just like, because when you build a brand, every minute now it's like, okay, ranking in Sephora, revenues, this, that. I'm getting bored of it. I need to delegate that to my GM. It's I, just not me. And I, I did it for the beginning. I'm still going to do it for a while. I still have to work hard. But it's not who I, I think am. I think I'm not. That I, get, I get bored of that very quickly. And I think I've lost my purpose a bit. So I need to have that days where I'm like, okay, today is the fund. This is my... It's so like, nice to hear you say that, honestly, yeah. because I'm at the point right now, like we're a team of six people, right? Yeah. Like I'm so deep 
You're that so deep. Yeah. even just my kids, like it's, it's hard to, it's hard. I mean, yeah. it's hard to pull myself away, but it's so true that, you know, as the, as the brand develops and, you know, uh, after you close the next round, it's not exactly. Bad. And yeah. we're able to delegate a little bit more. Yeah. I'm just able to come up for air, I guess exactly. is what I'm saying right now. Right. And when you do that, I think that will be your perfect next calling. Yeah. Um, you need the balance. You need the balance. You do it to the time you have, right? It could be an hour exactly. a month. It could be two, I mean, whatever it is, but it just feels like the wheels are turning in that direction where you see another line because then when things go wrong in your current founder and, like, and your current company, it's not all you're focused on. And I think that's what's helped me in the last eight months when I had, like, I had a big burnout. Like, I, like we went from like 15 people to 40. Like, I mean, we did hire like when needed because we're in all these markets and yeah. stuff, but we had rapid growth. But at the same time, it was like me doing every social media post, me doing every whatever, right? And I think that's what caused me yeah. burnout. And that's why if you're only, I can only imagine what the amount of hats you have. Plus I'm not a father. Like I don't have children. So I have that benefit of like going home and like, okay, cool. Like I can go back to my emails. <laughs> like I cannot imagine that. So it's obviously easier said for me, but I think when you do find that time for yourself, like definitely let me know and I'll, I'll give you all my toolkits I have to. Oh my whatever. gosh, like, please. And, well, you can even work with the find them. You can do stuff like, I mean, there's so much stuff that we're doing to like, I want to do stuff. But if you want to do anything with animals, I have loads of options. Yes. Like, local charities it's a it's a massive passion i've always been um i worked uh, spent most of my free time in argentina working with the yeah. uh, greyhound rescue foundation because oh, greyhound racing is still very much so an issue in argentina they're underground they you know yeah. they're it's terrible conditions that you would imagine and so yeah animals is um something that's always near and dear to my heart. Would love to connect offline and hear we'll more about well, your, your foundation. No, I, I think we're, we're, we're after the, we can speak for hours, but we're going to, after this, we're going to connect <laughs> and we're going to have our, our, yeah. our, 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 and when I come to America too, I feel like I come to Atlanta, we'll, we'll meet in person. <laughs> it's um, okay. I'll meet you wherever you go. Or, I'll or meet New you York, in New York maybe, or LA. Yeah, don't maybe worry. New York is easier. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, in the meantime, where can everyone continue to follow you and the brand uh, to stay up to date? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are at heyhoney.com. Com. We're Honey Smooth on social. You can find us at Sephora on the next big thing wall. Any, you know, please feel free to reach out to me directly, Leslie at HeyHoney.com. Feedback at, at anything, you know, hearing from customers is honestly the best part of my day. So um, really just happy to, to, to connect. Amazing. Oh, well, Leslie, thank you for sharing your wisdom, your, um, you know, your, the, the, the story that you shared can resonate with so many people, especially those going through it like myself. So it's really helped uh, just to hear your words and uh, we'll, we'll meet very, very soon and we'll talk offline as well. So this is just the beginning of our friendship. So I'd love excited. that. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable of Maine goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops.